The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every $25 you bet on college basketball, WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March Madness and $1,000 in free WinBet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. So head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joining me with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. I only had three games here on Monday night, but three pretty pretty good contests there with uh, all, all three favorites looking for going to win. So hopefully we can get some uh, good action for this big Tuesday slate. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Sepp Straka? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet him like almost every tournament, usually at like 200, 300 to one. He was 150 to one last Sunday, and I got him. Holy so that's God. a huge win, huge win. That that erased some of the uh, the debt I had on my uh, account there. But uh, yeah, that that was a hell of a hell of a windfall there, coming through with that. Uh, had some other bad luck on the on the course, but you have to listen to the Golf Gambling Podcast. They they lay it all out for you. <laughs> Yeah, pretty sick. Actually, I was looking at that too. I was fucking kicking myself in the ass for not taking them, especially a field like that at the Honda Classic. Like, we won't get too much into it. Like Joel said, there's a totally different podcast if you're into golf content. But, out of boy, buddy, way to hit big there. Uh, before we get going here, boys, uh, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, tons of kick-ass articles there. Like we said, golf information's there. Hockey. Uh, what else is going on? Basketball. College hoops. March fucking madness right around the corner. So that's pretty sick. Uh, I'm sure there'll be tons of content coming out for that. MMA, everything, man. Like every sport, if baseball gets the shit together, I'm sure there'll be some good baseball uh, stuff being posted. So by all means, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group, uh, especially the hockey channel, man. It's an absolute blast. It was popping off a little bit tonight, popping off all weekend, you know. Good to, uh, good to see some new faces and good to see all the boys holding it down there. So if you're uh, if you're not in the Slack group, Get your ass in the Slack group, man. It's an absolute fucking blast. Yeah, it, it, it's officially March now. We got uh, college basketball March Madness coming up. The USFL draft just just uh, happened last week. We got team rosters. We got fantasy rankings for that. That's happening. I think the season starts in a few weeks there, so that, that that'll be fun. But yeah, if if baseball comes back, they're they're having the meeting today. We could have the best time in the uh, sports calendar in, the, in this next month or two here with the playoffs happening and hockey and basketball and then get baseball going. So yeah, make sure you check out the Sports Calendar podcast. Uh, Website, app, Slack, everything. And also make sure you show us some love, the Hockey Gambling Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's on Apple. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey or Spotify, sg.pn slash hockey s. 
Leave us a uh, five-star rating and review. Let us know what you think. And give us a follow on Twitter as well, at HockeySGPN. All right, guys. We'll jump right into uh, last week's Mortal Locks and discussions. Uh, just kind of go through it a little bit. Uh, hey, Joel. Why, uh, why, why don't you uh, kick us off a little bit over there? How'd you make out, fella? <laughs> well, like I said, it's a good thing uh, Straka came through for me because I got absolutely <laughs> destroyed on Thursday. Uh, my lock was the Flames. They lost 7-1. to uh, I, I, Part of me wants to blame Markstrom because he, he had some kind of skate issue. He missed he missed time, and they, they, they scored on good old Darth Vader there in the third goal. So that made it 3 nothing, and uh, it just got worse from there. But uh, uh, Demko made the saves, and, and Markstrom and uh, Ladar did not. So, yeah, that, that was not good. The Flames, uh, they, didn't, they didn't play like they usually do at home and all that. My dog was the Capitals. Uh, I didn't really see much of this game, but Natos can't score these days. Apparently, um, they only they only put one in. Of course, it was against Justerkin, but still, you want to see more offense from that team with uh, that many weapons as they have. And uh, if they let up four to the Rangers, they're not gonna they're not gonna score five. So that was another bad bet. And then my total was the the Wild Leafs over six and a half, and that was also. Uh, Never had a chance either. Um, yeah, I, I expected uh, maybe more of that Saturday game with the Red Wings Leafs, which cleared this total by more than <laughs> twice over. So that <laughs> uh, didn't happen, but uh, whatever. I'll get you guys next time. Yeah, that that was the fishy flames line we were talking about. We all kind of loved it there. And I, I took him on the puck line as my dog. And then as soon as the game started, I saw the Canucks were wearing those slick black fl- skate jerseys. I was like, there's no way the Flames are winning now. And they didn't. It was it was 7-1. It was a complete blowout. Uh, for my lock, I had the Boston Bruins in regulation at minus 145 in Seattle. Didn't want to lay the juice for a lock uh, over 200, minus 200 there. So, of course, the Bruins won in overtime. I did end up hedging my bet. I bet on Boston after regulation as well. But it was, it was a hollow victory for me because my lock didn't hit. My total, though, did hit Columbus at Florida over six and a half. Uh, Blue Jackets pulled that one out 6-3. We said that was kind of a big underdog there for, for Columbus. They've been good recently, and, and they came through for that for the uh, over hit for me there as well. All right. For my lock there, I had a uh, Nashville money line versus Dallas game went, or at minus 150 game went into overtime. So I got pretty lucky there, but the boys were able to get it done for me uh, for my dog. Uh, similar with Ryan, I had Boston puck line versus Seattle at plus 120. I uh, ended up getting it done in overtime and I think they had to tie it in the third period or something to even make it happen. So that's something we talked about last show too, man. Boston kind of has a tendency of uh, having close games against shitty teams so keep that in mind going forward maybe it'll change how we think a little bit uh but yeah that missed and then for my total this was an ugly loss man i was pretty disappointed i loved this pick at the time i had new jersey pittsburgh under 6.5 paying off minus 120 game ended up being 6-1 new jersey so i missed by half a friggin' point and new jersey scored three in the first period two in the second and one in the third I was kind of scared after the first period. I was like, eh, not that great. There was a, I was okay in the second. Couple late goals got me, uh, got me shaken in my boots. And sure enough, ended up losing. So that sucks. But uh, I don't know, boys. Those Devils have been on a little bit of a tear lately. Don't like that. Uh, for the weeks though, I'm sitting at a loss of minus zero point six seven units. Uh, Ryan's at minus two point three three units, and Jolie with a big minus four units. 
catching up on you, bud. We say it every show, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's starting to get a little tight. We'll jump into that a bit further down here. Uh, I got to say, too, Ryan, you brought it up a bit. Those uh, those Canucks jerseys, the black ones, they look so sick. Yeah, so good, especially with the, I saw uh, Demko's pad set up with them. The throwback pads was just just amazing. Uh, Julie, you're a Canucks fan. You like those or what? You know me. I don't give a shit about jerseys. <laughs> Boo. The black black usually goes well with uh, with sports jerseys, usually, no matter what kind of color scheme you put around it. All right, fair enough. All right, guys, we'll jump into our NHL news and discussion topics here. Uh, we've had a couple things happen since we last talked. You know, nothing too big, but some stuff worth mentioning. Uh, we'll kick things off with uh, the Leafs Detroit 10-7 game against the Red Wings. I think I I think I read somewhere it's like the most goals in like this this decade or something like that in the game. I don't know, something crazy like that. Uh, I'm gonna hold my thoughts off till the end here, but I'll let you boys jump into this first here. Ryan, what do you think? I saw. I think it was one of the sites, other natural stat trick or money puck tweeted out that it was the most goals above expected in a game since the uh, Flyers Winnipeg Jets nine eight game in twenty eleven or twenty twelve when Ilya Prigozhinov said he was just lost in the woods there. So at least it uh, it took some sting out of that. But yeah, it's. I, I was out Saturday night. I had the Leafs on the puck line. They were up, what, 7-1, 7-2. I was like, okay, let's just count this. And I checked the score again. It was like, what, 7-5? I was like, oh, oh shit. And then I, I watched the highlights later. I'm like, what is even happening w- with these goalies? Like, some of them were just deflections. Weird deflections are going to happen. But, like, Jack Campbell has just not been good. Peter Mrazek is is not solid at all. I don't know what. I don't know what Carolina does down there to their goalies, but they can have anyone play well. And Toronto just has anyone play poorly. But, I mean, when you see that many goals, it's just horrible on both sides, both defense and and goalies. Right. This is the game that was supposed to happen on Thursday with the Leafs in the wild, but uh, came a game later. Yeah, you said it. It's just Campbell. He's he's, uh, cursing himself. Uh, He he had a quote last week where when they lost the game – do they lose to or and he was like it should have been three nothing for the Leafs right he just like he takes things so hard and uh you don't want to really see that from your goalie when he does it so consistently right he just takes all the blame for himself and uh he's not in a good state right now and the Leafs defense is not helping him out especially now with uh with Muzzin out um for some time now so they got uh, a lot of defensive issues there and their goaltenders aren't aren't uh masking that for the moment. Um, yeah, Mrazic also let a couple weeks in tonight, so the backup's not doing any better. So, yeah, it was a fun game, that's for sure. I mean, I had the wings, so I, I had a little bit of hope coming late there, but at least I had the wings <laughs> team total, which cleared by, like, five goals. <laughs> Imagine if you, like, live bet Detroit, like, money line when they're down 7-2 at, like, plus a billion or something like that. Um, all right, boys. Uh, I got to say here, like, I watched the entire game. Obviously, it was awesome to see that first line cooking. You know, Mitch Marner with a four-goal performance. Uh, that whole line between Marner, Matthews, and Bunting had six out of the ten goals. That's that's astonishing, right? That's awesome. It's always great to see. Uh, I This is where it gets a bit iffy, all right? I'm not going to dive into the whole Leafs thing too much here. I don't like to do that on this show. Uh, but I'm going to do it a little bit. I'm disappointed not in the team, not in the media coverage. I'm disappointed in the fans of this team, man. And that's nothing new here. Was it was it a pretty win? No. By all means, that's about as ugly as it can get, dude. You're up 7-2 going into the third period, and then you end up winning 10-7. That's unacceptable. You can't be doing that shit. People are on John Tavares' ass lately, all right? He hasn't been playing well. He's had a rough two weeks. 
guys, this is still a player. This is your captain that's a point-per-game player and has been a point-per-game player for probably about the past five seasons, pretty much every season that he's been with this team. He's allowed to have a two-week little drop-off, all right? So all this, ooh, we got to get rid of this Tavares contract. Get the fuck out of here, right? I'm not even going to entertain that. As far as goaltending goes here, same kind of thing, man. You got an all-star goalie on your team. This Jack Campbell was in the all-star game a month ago. Has it been pretty the past week or so? No, it hasn't. Has Peter Mrazek looked fantastic as a backup? Not particularly. Keep in mind, the guy's only played seven games this year. He hasn't got his feet under him either. And keep in mind, too, we're, what, 45 games into a fucking 82-game season, and the Leafs are currently one point away from first place in the Atlantic Division, okay? Florida has 75 points, Tampa has 74, Toronto has 74. We're tied with Tampa, they got two games in hand, we're one uh, point behind Florida, and we have played the same amount of games. Put this in perspective, man. It's not a big deal. And if you're going to end up losing a game or blowing a lead, you know, 10-7 lead or a 7-2 lead or whatever... Do it in fucking February. I said something at the beginning of the goddamn show, like the first episode we ever did, and that was this season doesn't matter for Toronto, man. It's all about playoffs, and this is exactly the kind of bullshit I'm talking about. Get these lumps out now. In the grand scheme of things, you're in fine shape. The only thing that worries me is the Jake Muzzin injury. He hasn't been playing that well this year either, but I'm going to leave it at that. Calm your tits. Everything's going to be fine in Leafs, Leafs Nations. And like I said... Leafs are going to win this division. We're going to get a Toronto-Boston first-round series, baby. I fucking love it. Did you guys hear that WinBet has a massive college basketball contest? The grand prize winner will receive a reserved seating area for four seats at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Race and Sportsbook for the early-round action of the college basketball tournament on Thursday, March 17th and Friday, March 18th, as well as two rooms at Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay. In addition, they will be awarded with $1,000 in free bets on WinBet. Any WinBet patron that places a minimum $25 wager on college basketball during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize, and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There is no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron wagers $1,000 on college basketball during the promotional period, they will receive 40 entries. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions are available at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. 
Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Lot to take in there, I know. Uh, <laughs> moving down to our next spot here. This is something that's even blown my mind even more. Boys, the fucking Montreal Canadiens have won five games in a row. Like, do you give credit to Martin St. Louis here? Do you give credit to the team kind of shaping up? I, I don't know what it is, but like, good on the Habs. Yeah, I'm trying to look up when they had their last. Prior to that, they were uh, five twenty-five and seven in their previous thirty-seven games. So, like, we, I mean, Martin St. Louis. When, when I saw he was going to be the coach, I was like, "What is we we talked about? Like, what what has he done? What has he coached? He was a great player, but will that like transfer over?" And Apparently, somehow it is. I mean, Cole Caulfield has been amazing since since he took it over. So maybe that's just just needed some other short short goal goal scorer there to kind of pick it up. But Montreal, it's it's good to see them playing better. They're not, they're not going to be just completely in the basement, but we'll see how long this uh, this holds up for them. They beat Ottawa, Buffalo, Toronto, the Islanders, and the Blues. So it, it'll fade eventually. But you know, it's a fun story there in Montreal. It's always good to see see some parity in the league. Right, this is a team that made the Stanley Cup Finals last year. I mean, a lot of that was luck. A lot of that was Carey Price. And obviously, he's not with the team right now. But it's still a team that's much better than on uh, roster shape compared to Arizona or Buffalo. So they don't deserve to be at the bottom. So this is a bit of regression coming their way. And it just helps getting a new voice in there, new coach in the room, straightening them out, giving them confidence. So, yeah, it's not that surprising considering um, – there still is a lot of talent there, even with all their injuries, even though Carey Price. So, yeah, it, it's nothing too shocking. I mean, it's all it's it's five games, and a lot of that was, uh, you know, they they beat the Leafs, of course, but a, a few cupcakes in there as well. So, yeah, it's fun to see. I mean, like you said, it's it's February, uh, not the most important time of the year, so these dogs can can bark loudly, and teams won't be uh, prepared for them. So, yeah, good for them. But uh, we'll see how they do down the stretch run. All right, moving on down here. We got some news out of Chicago. Uh, normally, it's been shit, pretty shit-awful news coming out of Chicago for the past couple of months. But something interesting here. Uh, Cal Davidson to be named uh, official Blackhawks GM. He's currently acting as the interim GM. I don't know if this is going to help this team. This is a team that I don't I don't remember what your guys' opinion was. But I thought they were going to be a hell of a lot better this year than they absolutely were. Uh, maybe this helps them out in the long term. Truth be told, it's pretty much been a mess every way possible in Chicago this year, both on and off the ice. Uh, maybe uh, maybe this will finally give them some good news for Blackhawk fans here. Who knows? Yeah, I was trying to look in, into this guy's story here. It looks like he started like in as an intern in like 2010 or 2011 back then. So he's been in the organization for the past decade. I mean, it's good good to see him work his way up, I guess. But like, we're not going to see that many that many changes, I guess, in the organization because. He was assistant GM to Bowman since 2018. He's promoted to and he took over interim back in October. So, like, who knows what's going to happen with Chicago? I mean, they, they made that big trade for Seth Jones over, over the offseason. They got Patrick Kane, kind of Kane and Taves going on the tail end of their careers. They're going to need some change there. And yeah, we, we thought, like, this could be the time for them with their kind of older core, with their younger guys to bring at, who's been great, Dylan Strom, Kirby Doc coming up. But just really has not 
worked out for them on the ice or off the ice. So I think Chicago needs someone in there as as the actual GM to kind of take hold of this team and, and determine what's going to happen in the next five to ten years. Yeah, the Blackhawks, uh, they went all out for this this, uh, this season because they want to keep Taves happy. Remember, he was uh, pretty upset last couple of years because the Blackhawks looked to be rebuilding, so they tried to speed up accelerate the rebuilding process and uh try to retool to win this year that's why we got we got that that uh those blackhawks t- blackhawks tickets early in the year uh we thought they'd be better especially with florian net and seth jones coming in among others um but that didn't work out of course uh taves is not who he used to be and uh seth jones has not been the player that he was in in columbus especially in the earlier earlier years um so yeah davidson's got a mess in his hands he's got the the uh, back end of the Taves Kane contract still a huge anchor on the team, so they got to be definitely in, in rebuild mode now because uh, they're not going to be winning anything anytime soon uh, with this group as it currently fits, especially with uh, Flurry out of here after this year. You know, dude, that makes me think like right away. So, if you're Chicago here, let's face it, this year kind of proved that like, all right. You know, you just said it, Joel. Like, you got to start thinking of a full-on rebuild here. What the hell are you going to do, right? Is Seth Jones available? Do you think? Oh, he's got a modified no-trade clause. I'm on his cap friendly right now. He signed uh, through the end of the season, actually, then his contract's up. So that's pretty... Oh, actually, no, he did just ink a new extension. Shit. So he's got a $9 million, $9.5 million extension running through 29-2030 with a full no-move clause. So uh, unless he wants out of Chicago, maybe... Eight years at nine and a half, that's pretty steep. But, like, Seth Jones is a good defenseman. Like, now he is 27, eight years at nine and a half. That's kind of a commitment, man. You got to be careful taking that contract. So, never mind. Disregard my comment. <laughs> yeah, it's another <laughs> yeah. bad contract they're going to be stuck with. Yeah, it, Seth Jones, good, but... he's clearly, like, their guy. But they, they have to get a good package for math at, at the deadline. They have to maybe trade who they can. I know Strom has been kind of in the doghouse there. So... They have to take advantage of what assets they can have to trade to try to get some some foundation to build upon for the next several years. True. All right, moving down to our last thing here. Uh, looks like our boy Mark Giordano could potentially be looking to chase a cup. Uh, he has a pending UFA, currently playing in Seattle. Uh, his contract is up at the end of this year. Uh, looks like a couple of the teams drawing interest would be Panthers, uh, the Leafs, uh, New York Rangers, and, of course, the Calgary Flames. Uh, boys. Gio's got to go back to Calgary, right? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, that that kind of makes the most sense. Just have a homecoming there because they do need some help on defense, especially on the left side. I mean, Rasmus Anderson's been pretty solid on the right side. No, Hannafin's been been okay as as a, as a guy there, but I think Giordano going back to Calgary could be a good fit there. Yeah, and like. For the Leafs, I, they just need someone that's kind of more, I feel like more physical is what they need. Maybe the Panthers could be a fit there. I mean, they have a good top pair with Ekblad and Uyghur, both right-handed guys. Maybe they could slide one of them down, put Gio with one of those two. So, yeah, but yeah, hopefully Gio can go somewhere where he can uh, he can chase a cup. Right, the Flames are the most obvious best fit, but it's not him who gets to choose where to go here. It's going to be uh, the team, and whatever team gives the cracking the best deal so uh all these teams obviously have, have needs in the back end especially the let's say the leafs and the flames probably um uh, so yeah i mean he, he can make a difference he's a great physical defender and a good leader as well so 
yeah, it, it'll uh, whatever team gets them, they'll they'll definitely be looking a lot better going to the playoffs. Now, what does the geo trade look like? Eh? Like you, the way things are turning, you'd have to think there's like a first in there, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you nah. think a first, especially maybe a first, just because like a first from one of those teams is going to be so late in the first round that's mm-hmm. almost a second. And this draft isn't as deep as next drafts. So maybe either like a protector, like a conditional based on what the team does in the playoffs, something like that. Now, if you're given a first for that, like if that's all you got for taking Mark Giordano in the expansion draft, I know he was your first team's or your team's first ever official captain, like from Seattle's point of view, but like that's kind of a botched pick from Seattle. No, like if you're just going to lose this guy in a couple of months anyways, like why don't you try and get an asset or something good, a good younger player like that you had to could have took off the Calgary roster. I think Sean Monaghan was available too, wasn't he? I mean, Seattle just botched the whole draft completely. I mean, for the Flyers, they took Carson Swarinski when both uh, Jake Voracek and James Van Rienzijk were available. They could easily trade either of those guys for future assets, even a second-round pick, a mid-round pick. It's something for them instead of having a guy that's going to be toiling in the minors. I don't know if they were trying to just take players to tank a little bit and maybe set themselves up in a few years. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it, their team, I mean, we said it, the nerds expecting them to be a lot better. We've been fading them a lot. We've been profitable. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully just for the sake of the expansion team, they can kind of get get some assets back for Giordano. All right, boys. Well, that pretty much covers up all of our NHL news and discussion topics. Uh, shit, we got a nine-game slate here on Tuesday. Uh, what do you say, guys? You ready to go or what? Let's do it. Right on, we're rock and roll here. Uh, the slate is covering for March the 1st. I can't believe it's March. Holy shit. Uh, we got nine games on the Tuesday docket. Kicking it off in the 7 p.m. slot for the first game of the night. We got the Edmonton Oilers against the Philadelphia Flyers. Game itself is in Philadelphia. Edmonton money line paying off minus 155. Philadelphia on the money line plus 135. Uh, Oilers on the puck line at plus 150. Holy shit. Uh, over-unders paying off, or over-unders sitting at 6.5, over-paying off plus 100, the under minus 120. Uh, Ryan, kick us off here, bud. What do you got? I mean, yeah, the Flyers finally uh, uh, broke their six-game losing streak on Saturday against Washington. They didn't didn't play great. It was a 2-1 win, kind of grinded it out there, but Carter Hart played extremely well. But I'm I'm afraid here of, of Edmonton and uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl going against the Flyers' defense, who seemingly really have... No top pair defenseman at all right now. Ivan Provorov's had a really down season. Justin Braun is is very old. I mean, Travis Sanheim's been the best guy. Ristolainen. So you can see here McDavid just going off against this defense. Uh, Edmonton has struggled a bit. They've lost three of the past four. But looking at those opponents, it was Minnesota, Tampa Bay. They beat Florida, and they lost in Carolina. So, like, those are four very good teams, four teams at the top of the league. And now they're finally getting another cupcake team here in the Flyers. They had one five game straight going into that. So, I mean, the only look here kind of has to be Edmonton. And I, I do lean toward, towards the over, even though I like Carter Hart. Uh, Koskinen has been better than Mike Smith. If it's Smith, I love the over. If it's Koskinen, I lean to the over. But either way, I like the like the Oilers here. Well, just uh, copy and paste whatever Ryan said. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He basically said everything I was going to say. But, um, yeah, the Oilers have been riding that dead cat bounce under new coach uh, Woodcroft there. Uh, they've had this tough road trip, but like you said, they play a lot of the best teams in the league. Uh, but they were highly competitive in those losses. Um, 
against the Lightning Hurricanes. They were in those games, and they managed to beat Ford, of course. Uh, the goaltending has been better, especially from Koskinen, like you said again. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Oilers here. I know they're missing some guys in uh, Nugent Hopkins, Chris Russell, Yamamoto, Pugliarvi, but Flyers are just as beat up, of course. Um, Kevin Hayes going on IR as well. Uh, yeah, I like the Oilers to get rewarded for how well they play lately. You just need old Smitty to hang in there. And that, I'd say I like the under two, but that seems like doubling down on Mike Smith, and that's something uh, we don't want to do often. <laughs> All right. Um, shit, man. Like, I think it's worth trusting uh, the guy that literally covers the Flyers every goddamn day here in Ryan's take. <laughs> but you know what, boys? Like, with Philly at plus 135 and Edmonton only minus 155 here, like, obviously Edmonton's a better team, but this kind of screams to me as one of those Vegas knows something's up here line. It's got a funny way to work. It was like that Calgary game we talked about the other day or last show. I'm going to take a flyer out here. Give me fucking flyers on the money land here. No no pun intended, but I, I, I see maybe, maybe something's going to happen. Maybe something big will be cooking in Philadelphia. You know, something bigger than a cheesesteak. So give me the fucking flyers at plus 135. Let's go. Get out of here. You totally intended that pun, Mr. Wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Loki, Doc- Loki did it, bud. So fucking eat it. Um... Moving down here to the 7 p.m. slot again. We got the Ottawa Senators against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself is in Tampa. Uh, Ottawa on the money line is paid off, plus 270. Tampa on the money line, minus 350. Tampa Bay on the puck line, minus 335. Uh, the over-under is sitting at 6. Over-paid off, minus 105. The under, minus 115. I don't know. Like I I guess Tampa puck line, minus 135. You got no money on them on the money line. Um yeah, give me Tampa puck line. Also, Tampa team total, wherever that's sitting at. And uh, I know it looks like the line's leaning towards this being an under game. I don't see it, man. Like, maybe Ottawa will pop, or pop one or two in. Give me uh, give me the over six at minus 105 with the push and play as well. No, I, I love the under in this one. You, you see the goaltender matchup. You see Matt Murray. You, you think about how he was early in this season. And I get it. In his first uh, his first seven starts, he was he was kind of shitty. He was uh, actually really shitty. He was 0-6-0 with uh, 25 goals allowed in, in seven games, 8.83 save percentage. Since then, since January 13th, he is 5-4-2. He's allowed 22 goals in 11 games, and his save percentage is 9.41. And obviously you have Vasilevsky, I'm assuming, for Tampa Bay because there's no back-to-back involved for them. He's, he's one of the best in the world at, at, his, at his craft. So... I, I lean to the under here, and I don't hate Ottawa plus one and a half, plus one fifteen. They've played a lot of close games recently, and, and Tampa hasn't really had too many big wins. They won the outdoor game on Saturday by one. Uh, they only beat Arizona by one on the road. They beat San Jose in overtime. They beat the Devils by one. So if you're looking for some value here, I would take the Sens plus one and a half, plus one fifteen. But I really do like the under a lot. Matt Murray has really turned a corner, especially since the All-Star break. Vasilevsky's great. So I could see a maybe a, a, a Tampa 3-2 or, 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 or a 4-1 game here. I swear Ryan's just reading my notes like <laughs> exactly the same thing. I'm also on the under. Uh, the Sens, 32 of their 51 games have gone under. I mean, that, that, they're a sneaky under team. You, you think of them, uh, high-flying offense and terrible defense and horrible goaltending, but... Yeah, like you said, Matt Murray, Matt Murray is having a strong bounce back campaign. Um, not even lately, like the whole season, he's at a .92 save percentage. So that 
that that's pretty good after he's been uh, after he was what sent down early in the year. But yeah, 0.92 yeah. save percentage in the AHL. Right? <laughs> yeah, and the other item too, you have Vasilevsky, another great season. Uh, he's sixth in terms of goals saved or expected among all goalies, and Lightning are third in expected goals against. So uh, they're not letting goals in either. So I, I I like this game also as a four-one type of game. But maybe the Sens go pesky mode again and win two-one. Either way, I like the under here. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot. We got the red-hot New Jersey Devils against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game itself is in Columbus. Uh, New Jersey in the money line paying off plus 130. Columbus money line minus 150. Over-under sitting at 6.5. Over paying off minus 105. The under minus 115. Uh, Jolie, what do you got here, dude? Oh, well, these are, yeah, speaking of pesky, these are both pesky teams themselves um, but i don't really like either as a favorite so I, you'd think i'd lean devils but they're on a back-to-back but they typically don't play well going one and seven in the last eight games without rest so uh i'm not going with the dog here either uh i will take the over however given we have two bad goalies and two worst defenses <laughs> blue jackets are all the way at the bottom in terms of expected goals against the devils are slightly below average in that stat, but third worst in terms of actual goals allowed, which tells you how shit their goalies are, all 10 of them, or however many they've got rostered. Um, both teams are over teams. Devils 29 of 49 to the over. Jack is 33 of 50 to the over. Hard to see this game, not getting seven plus goals with these terrible defense and awful goalies. Yeah, Joel, you stole my thunder there that, that time. I love the over here. And, you know, it's pesky season. I love the Blue Jackets here at home. You said the Devils are not good on no day's rest. And they're going to have John Gillies in goal. John Gillies gave up six goals in each of his past two games, given up three or more in his past four. And Elvis Merlikens, we, we looked as, a, as kind of a better guy, but he's given up three or more goals in uh, seven of his past eight, given up 34 in total over those eight games. So that's over four per contest. I mean... Devils put up a lot of goals against Yaroslav uh, Halak and the Canucks, and now they have to go to Columbus. No rest. Columbus played a good game against Pittsburgh. They probably should have won. I was on them then. So Columbus has been good in February as well. They, they had a good, a good streak going there before they had to take on the Hurricanes and the, and the Penguins. So I'm liking the over here, and I'm liking the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are uh, 6-0 and in the last six meetings against the Devils at home and 20-6 and yeah. in the last 26 meetings overall against the devil. So you have to go with the blue jackets here at home as well as the over. Fucking love everything you just said there, baby. Give me the blue jackets on the money line minus minus one fifty at home. 
half decent home team too. The record 14, 11, and one. I uh, love those stats you just said, Ryan. It was it Columbus won the last six games at home against New Jersey? That's incredible. I uh, love that even more. And I'm right with you guys. I love the over in this play as well. Uh, New Jersey's been scoring. Columbus, you know, Patrick Lani has been heating up a little bit here, boys. I love my boy. Um, and truth be told, you might even find a lot of people betting in the under in this game. You know, it is sitting at minus 115. Maybe you'll see that line drop to six before puck drops. So I'm going to hold off a little bit and wait till the wait till about five minutes before slipping that in. But either way, I'll be on the That ain't happening. That ain't happening. It's going up. It's going oh, up. Oh, baby. We'll see. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, either way, I do like the over. I think that's got to be the play. And uh, yeah, man, give me Columbus money line minus 150 here. Uh, moving down to the 7.30 p.m. slot again. We got the Carolina Hurricanes against the Detroit Red Wings. Game itself is in Detroit. Uh, Carolina on the money line paid out minus 225. Detroit on the money line plus 180. Uh, Carolina on the puck line sitting at plus 115. Over under sitting at 6. Over paying off minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh... I don't know. As far as like an actual like play here, I don't love any of the actual teams. Obviously, like Carolina puck line would have to be it if you had to make it. But boys, I love the over in this game here at minus one fifteen, uh, especially after we saw Detroit put up a seven spot the other day. Obviously, I know Jack Campbell didn't play that well in that game. Peter Raza coming in cold gave up a couple as well. But Detroit's got a lot of good young talent, and they're a home team, man. They're actually pretty fantastic at home. It uh, looks like the record this year is 15, 11, and 3. Uh, even though Carolina's great, too, they're 18, 7, and 2 on the road here. Uh, Carolina is on a five-game winning streak, so obviously they're going to beat the wheels off them. But with the over-under sitting at 6, I think the over's got to be the play here. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn on the total here, but uh, you have to go with Carolina. You said they, they won five in a row. I don't even know if Puckland's a safe play. They beat Edmonton by one. They beat the Flyers in overtime. They beat Pittsburgh by one. But, I mean, also looking at Detroit's schedule against when, when they're playing good teams, they, they lost by three to Toronto, lost by three to Colorado, lost by three to Minnesota, lost by two to the Kings, three to the Leafs. So their last, what, what's that, five losses have been by at least two goals. So, yeah, maybe just based off that, and even if they are better at home, um, it's Carolina. Yeah, Frederick Anderson there. So I'll take Carolina on the puck line at the uh, plus 115 odds. Right, the uh, Canes that are rough start after the all-star break but they've they picked up a few wins here playing better uh they keep rolling solidifying that top spot in the metro fortunately for us still sweating this under 79 and a half point total for detroit though uh that might come down to the wire at the end of april but for this game i can only stick to my guns take the canes again fade in detroit uh, wings have been much better at home on the road but a lot of these home wins have been against bad teams like you're saying ryan uh goaltending has been getting worse for them as well Dukovic, he started well, but he's had some bad games lately, <laughs> especially uh, that last one, of course. Um, but we know who the Canes are. They're second league in expected goals, the fifth best power play, the best penalty kill, number one, number two goalie in goals saved above expected. Just an elite team that are fighting to get the number one seed in the East. I would play and will play Canes in regulation, team total, puck line, whatever, player's choice. All right, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot here. We got the Calgary Flames against the Minnesota Wild. Game itself is in Minnesota. Uh, Calgary money line's paid off minus 110. Minnesota money line minus 110 as well. Kind of a pick them here. Uh, the over-under sitting at 6. Over paid off minus 125. The under plus 105. Ah, oh, shit, boys. I don't know. Like, this is a toughie. 
Calgary's been so hot lately too, right? Toffoli's been a great addition for the team. He's, I think he scored the other night. He's looked good out there. As a team, they've been firing all cylinders. Markstrom's been an absolute legend in net. Uh, 2.13 goals against average and a .925 save percentage. That's incredible. Uh, Cam Talbot expected to get the nod, I believe, from Minnesota. He's got a nine or 2.94 goals against average and a .910 save percentage. Could be an under game. The problem is there's so much firepower with Calgary lately. Same with Minnesota. I don't love it. I'll probably stay away from it. But fuck it, man. I'll take Minnesota on the money line at home. Like Calgary's been great, but Minnesota's home record is 16-4-1. Until that record drops off a bit, I'll definitely take them at home for any pick em. Yeah, this is We saw these teams play on uh, Saturday night in Calgary. The Flames won 7-3 with uh, two empty net goals there. So it was a 5-3 game. They had a 5-1 lead in the, in the second period. So... It was kind of off flames there in the wild, came back in the third period with two goals pretty quickly, maybe some score effects there. So you do kind of worry about the flames going on the road. We saw them going to Vancouver and kind of get get smoked. But this is Minnesota's first uh, home game after a long road trip. They had four straight on the road. They only got one win in Edmonton. So getting home, getting comfortable. I like the Flames here. Uh, uh, minus 110, I feel like the pick them is, is a good line there. And, and I don't hate them on the puck line. A lot of their wins recently have been by at least two goals. They, I mean, they beat the Wild by four. They beat the Jets by two. They beat the Ducks, Jackets, Islanders. I mean, during their win streak, they were just blowing out teams. So, And Minnesota's been losing by a few goals, too. So I, I like the Flames on the money line, on the puck line. Um, in their last 10 games, Calgary has the best expected goals for percentage in the league at nearly 60%. Minnesota's down at 19th, below uh, 49%. And Cam Talbot is confirmed to start, but he hasn't has not been good either. He's allowed four goals against Ottawa, four to Florida, and five against Winnipeg in his past three starts. So I think Calgary could go in there and, and get these uh, back-to-back wins against the Wild. And I do like the over just based off those stats. Last game we saw ten goals. Cam Talbot hasn't been great. I mean, Markstrom has eight shutouts, so you never know what's going to happen with him. And of course, uh, there's a first period play here as well. These are two of the highest first scoring first period teams in the league. Calgary has 60 goals in 51 games. Minnesota has 57 in 50. So first period over one and a half, or maybe like a first first period, uh, both teams to score. Look at those two. Boys, what's in the, the wild logo? <laughs> trees. <Bear>. Trees. <laughs> not the bear, not the bear, the trees. And you know what? You know what flames do? They burn wood. You know what are trees <laughs> made of? Wood. So the flames are gonna rip through this fucking forest in Minnesota and <laughs> torch them. Okay, these are teams going in totally different directions. Flames eleven wins the last twelve, while just three in the last nine. Uh, it'll be really hard for Minnesota to match up with the Flames' top line. It's one of the very best in the league. Uh, really, only the the Leafs are matching up with them at the moment with the Marner Matthews Bunting line. Um, and missing Matt Dunn, of course, is a big deal. Very important defenseman. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see Minnesota keeping up with uh, the Goudreau line. Um, yeah, Flames, Flames has been dominant. That that one game against the Canucks is a bit of a anomaly. Every other game, they they've just been, uh, yeah, totally dominating teams. Um, and I, I think that the fact that this is a road game, they want to do, they want to get off to a better start than the last one in Vancouver. There, so uh, they'll be up for this one. Um, yeah, just advanced stats, like you were saying before. Ryan, they tell us that Calgary is one of the very best teams. Number two in expected goals for, and number three in expected goals against. That that That's actually the best of any team right now. So 
they're just rolling. Uh, I'm just going to take the much better team here. Uh, especially if you can find like the minus 105. There's minus 105s up there as of this recording, but uh, minus 110 is perfectly fine as well. Look out for those friggin' March forest fires in Minnesota. <laughs> it's coming. Um, yeah, who oh, bet? <laughs> um, all right, boys, moving down to go to the APM slot here. We got the Montreal Canadiens against the Winnipeg Jets. That's the red hot Montreal Canadiens on a five game winning streak. Uh, Habs on the money lines paying off plus 195. Uh, Winnipeg money lines paying off minus 235. Winnipeg on the puck lines paying off plus 110. Uh, over unders currently sitting at six. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. Boys, are the Habs going to go 6 and 0 oh here? No, they're not. They're going to get absolutely crushed here. Winnipeg Jets at home. Jets are shit, too. They stink. Uh, but you know what I do like? And I just saw this now. So Winnipeg has won nine games dating back to January 2nd. So the start of 2022, essentially, Winnipeg has only won nine games. Eight of those nine wins have been by two goals or more. Love that play. I don't see Montreal winning 6-0. and And it's not the fact that I love Winnipeg. I just can't see Montreal winning 6-0. So Winnipeg, to me, is going to win this game. I see them winning by two. Give me the Jets on the puck line at plus 110. I don't think Montreal is going to win six in a row either, but I don't think they'd win five, four, three, or two in a row. Like, they've they've been surprising teams, and and at these odds, plus 195. I mean, I said it before. It's it's pesky season right now, and Winnipeg's, I mean, Talon, you said it. They're, they're not a good team. Um, both teams are bottom 10 in expected goals against per 60 minutes in their past, past 10 games. So maybe look at the over here as well. If you got, depending on the goalies, Halibut is a lot better than Comrie. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like at these odds, you get you could probably get plus two hundred or higher if it moves that way before puck drop. You kind of have to throw half unit or something there on the Canadians. They're, they're a fun team right now. They won five in a row. Why not make it six against a bad Winnipeg team? Yeah, have stay hot. They're gonna stay hot in this game too. Um. Martin St. Louis, more relaxed style as his team regaining confidence, not having to worry so much about tactics and systems and all that shit. Uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, I think Brian mentioned this early, has benefited a lot from this. Uh, he's scoring goals and making plays again after a sorry season. I think he was down in the, one of the minor leagues, anyway, the ball or something. <laughs> um, but the Jets, they're playing more like a team desperate to make the playoffs, but they're still struggling defensively. They, they still haven't fixed those Issues we brought up again and again. Um, they lost three of the four on the road trip, and even the one win was a, a battle against Arizona, who uh, went toe-to-toe with them. Um, yeah, I'm also tempted to play the over here, but I'd be going against the Hamburglar and Hellbuck as well, <laughs> who amass a lot of uh, Winnipeg's defensive issues. I'm just going to lean to the over, but I will take Montreal's a big dog, as I think that plus-195 line is a bit disrespectful to how well they've been playing lately. Um yeah, yeah, Montreal here or nothing. All right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We got the New York Islanders against Colorado Avalanche. Game itself is in Colorado. Uh, New York on the money line is paying off plus 238. Colorado on the money line minus 300. I love the eight there in the plus 238 for New York. <laughs> eh? They throw that in a couple extra cents. Uh, Colorado on the puck line is paying off minus 115. Over under sitting at six. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Joel, what do you got here, bud? Oh, I'm going to surprise y'all. Uh, I think I like the Islanders here. Um, this is just a team that's that's like a bugbear for the Avalanche, right? Their, their defensive structure, their uh, Trotzian 
a way of <laughs> manipulating the ice and uh, preventing any kind of space from opening up for the Avs to uh, take advantage of their speed. That that that's what the Trots is built for. That this is how he builds his teams. And uh, yeah, in the in the middle of uh, or the beginning of March, it's uh, going to be tough for the Avs to really uh, want to break that down. Especially the Owls themselves, desperate for the playoffs. I mean, they have a very outside chance of getting in, but they're not playing like that. Uh, even when they're losing, they're 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 putting up fights. So uh, it's it's just too big of a line for Colorado. Uh, the Islanders are actually uh, five and two in the last seven games against the Avs. So yeah, it's just a bad matchup for the Avs here. So I would I would lean to the plus one and a half for the Isles. Maybe you 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 can, you can find that still at plus money. Um, yeah, I don't like doing it, but I'm going against my team here for once, and uh, I'm going to lean to the Isles here and probably bet them as well, actually. Even if I had, like, tuned everything out of what Joel said, I would have been able to tell that he was backing the Islanders just based off his complete lack of enthusiasm. It's like he's, like, <laughs> reading, like, an instruction manual whenever he bets on the Islanders. <laughs> we, we, we love to see it. But yeah, this this is a very a very high uh, line for the Avs as as Talon was introducing. I was like, maybe maybe the Islanders are kind of worth it here at plus two thirty eight or or whatever they're going to be at before puck drop because they're not they're not a bad hockey team. They can play a good road game. We saw that in Anaheim against the Ducks. Ducks could not score despite outshooting the Islanders thirty four twenty two. Um, but Colorado's been really good. They beat Vegas. They beat Winnipeg, Detroit. They've won. Uh, three straight, five of six, eight of nine. All their wins have been in regulation. So if you want to cut that money line down to regulation, it would be still minus 170, which is still kind of juicy. But Islanders play a lot of close games. So the puck line may not be worth it. I feel like at this price, I have to go with Joel Islanders plus 238. Maybe throw a half unit on Montreal, half unit on Islanders, and hope one of them one of them win, or if, if both of them win. Uh, for the total, I. I have to pass on the total. I really have no idea. Maybe the under, just because Sorokin's been playing better, and Kemper and Kemper and the the Avs have been having some uh, low scoring opponents there, two, three, two, in, in their past three games. So yeah, I I don't like the I don't I don't mind the Islanders as dogs here. All right, you guys brought up some good points too, especially what Joel said. Like you know what what was the what was that. I do is that a verb or an adjective used Trotsian style that the Highlanders play. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think the under is probably the way to go here, right? At under six at minus 120. Obviously, Colorado has a lot of firepower. Uh, New York does play kind of a defensive mindset game. Goaltending has been kind of coming together a little bit for them, too. But you can say the same thing about Colorado. Uh, so, yeah, I do like the under at minus 120. But, boys, I, I kind of think we're overthinking this a little bit, you know. And sometimes that can be a little bit deadly here. Give me Colorado on the puck line at minus 115. Uh, five of their past six wins have been by two or more goals. Uh, and, guys, this is a team that's fucking 22-3-2 and two at home. I, I don't know. I got to take Colorado here. I'm sorry. I like the idea. And the, the money for New York on the money line is decent, you know, plus 238. Uh, but, yeah, man, give me Colorado all day long on the money line here. I feel like this whole podcast has just been you two against me. We've been saying the exact opposite shit the entire time. (laughs) One of us, one of us is having a big day, boys. It's either you two or me. Look out. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving down to the 10 p.m. slot here. We got the Boston Bruins against the Anaheim Ducks. Game itself is in Anaheim. Boston on the money line paying off minus 200. Ducks on the money line is paying off plus 170. Love that at the Quack Palace. 
Uh, Bruins puck lines paying off plus 130 over under sitting at 5.5 paying off minus 115 for the over the under minus 105 boys come on come on you know who I'm picking here right give me the ducks at home I love Anaheim plus 170 as a dog here uh Boston Bruins are on the second night of a back-to-back they just absolutely beat the wheels off uh off LA I think that game just finished it was seven nothing Boston uh I don't know. I see Anaheim maybe putting up a bit of a fight here. Maybe Boston's a little bit burnt out. Maybe they spend all night just partying, getting coked up with the boys, you know, in L.A., you know, ripping a bunch of fucking shots, getting her going, tying one on. And, you know, maybe the Ducks will catch them sleeping off guard. You know, I've never seen a Duck fight a bear before. I just think the Duck might have what it takes to take that big bear down. Give me the Ducks at home. Plus 170 as a dog. I mean, we all know that we love the Ducks here at the uh, Hockey Gambling Podcast, but I, I don't know if I can do it. Boston's on a back-to-back, but they're 4-2-0 and on no days rest this season. The play that I do like here is the under. I mean, Boston has been suffocating teams on this road trip. Road trip. They allowed 16 shots to, to San Jose, uh, 27 to Seattle, and Anaheim just has not been able to score. They got shut out by the Islanders. They scored one against the Kings. So I, I like the under here. I feel like Boston plays a, a good, solid road game, especially on the second half of a back-to-back. They just shut out the Kings, probably allow one or two at most to Anaheim, and we'll see a nice a nice 3-1 or 3-2 win here for Boston. Even though, you know, I would like to see the, the Ducks win, but I, I, I can't bet on them Bet on them here. Yeah, apparently we're uh, in agreement again. Because I'm going to take Boston as well. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have to work hard for this win today against the Kings. Um and then we'll get Olmark and Ned. I mean, they're both the same goaltender right now, Swayman and Olmark. Um, and the Ducks, they're just, they've not been the same team ever since the All Star break, uh, especially in net. Both goalies have not been playing well. And if the Ducks don't get good goaltending, it's, it's a good sign that they're they're going to lose. Uh, and the rest of the team hasn't been stepping up either. So it, it's, it's uh, yeah, we saw this last year too with uh, Gibson down the stretch towards the end of the season. He got. Weary, I guess, uh, saving 30, 40 pucks a night will do that to a guy. Um, you don't have the energy to do it every freaking night uh, when your team's not helping you out. Uh, less so this year, of course. The Ducks have been a lot better, but still, they've been tailing off lately. So, yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to be betting this game, but if I had to, I would definitely uh, take the Bruins, maybe even the over, actually, um, just considering uh, the Ducks goaltending has not been there and uh, the Bruins maybe are due to let a few in i mean they've been playing a few under games as well so i i, I don't got nothing for the total fuck that uh just boss <laughs> maybe in regulation although that's been screwing me lately too with the last week two in a row i bet boston <laughs> regulation and they fucking win both in overtime so fuck that. that's just boston money line <laughs> you know i do like it's the like over a, when you say that it's like uh john ham stole talon's money and stole the ducks magic from the, uh, rob, <laughs> yeah. rob trevor's egress of the breakaway challenge at the all-star break Yo, yeah, fuck. he's going to steal my fucking Calder ticket, too. <laughs> <laughs> fuck John Hamm. Mad Men stinks. His episode of Black Mirror was terrible. Uh, moving down to the 10 p.m. slot here. We got the San Jose Sharks against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, game itself is in Vegas. San Jose, the money line's paying off plus 185. Vegas money line's paying off minus 235. Uh, Vegas on the puck line at plus 110. Over under sitting at six. Over paying off plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, last game on the slate here. Ryan, take it away, bud. What do you got for us? 
we got a nice rivalry game here. Vegas is is not playing well recently. They've lost five of their past six. But, I mean, San Jose has been complete shit as well. They've lost eight of their past ten. They won two or three. They beat the Islanders in a shootout despite getting outshot by nearly 20 shots. Uh, they beat Seattle 3-1 despite getting outshot 40-24. to They really have not been able to generate much offense recently. And and for Vegas, they got uh, Robin Lehner coming back from injury on uh, on Tuesday. Still without Pacioretty, who, who I think left the game over the weekend. Matt, Mark Stone is still, of course, on on long-term injury reserve. But you got Jack Eichel. You got the Golden Knights here. I mean, they just beat San Jose in San Jose 4-1 last week. They won all eight meetings last season, six of them in regulation, four of them by two or more goals. So give me Vegas on the puck line at plus 110. I don't mind the under here with, with Lanner coming in. San Jose has not been scoring much. They scored three against Seattle, one against Boston, had 16 shots. So you can see a Vegas like 4-1 win here. I kind of like something like that. Yeah, you expect the bounce back game here from the Knights. I mean, uh, they they went toe-to-toe with the Avs the other night and uh, probably deserved to win. I mean, the Avs deserved to win every time. But objectively, the Knights were were their equal. Uh, They just folded because that's what happens to – Teams karmically, when you're when you don't treat your players right, you just lose games that you should win. <laughs> um, but if you dive into the numbers here, the Knights are fifth in expected goals for and fifth worst in expected goals against. So uh, that already screams over to me. But then you got the uh, the Sharks who are below average in expected goals against, but somehow the second best penalty kill. I don't know how that how that works exactly, but they're doing something right in the penalty kill that they're not doing right uh, in any other respect. Um, possibly could be because of James Reimer. He's been playing awesome, actually, especially lately. Even the rest of the team has, has not been playing really well. Uh, uh, I guess I lean in the Knights' way. Uh, as a litany of long-term injuries, of course, with Petretti, Martinez, Stone, obviously, for the Knights, and uh, yeah, Sharks, Carlson, a bunch of other freaking idiots. Um, and Leonard, coming back from injury, he might not be 100%. So I'm just going to fade both goalies, even James Reimer, because he's a fucking nerd, and take the over. <laughs> well, you mentioned it right there, buddy. Um, there's two things I hate in this world, all right? The Vegas Golden Knights, the fucking nerds. So obviously the play is probably Vegas. You know, I don't know. What do you take? I guess the puck line, maybe Vegas regulation. Maybe there'll be a little bit of money there. But I'm going to have to pass, boys. Yeah, Talon, how are you feeling about the uh, all the talk about the Golden Knights being on the playoff bubble? I'm sure you're loving it. I am. That's what happens when you're a shit mean organization. You're mean to your players. You're, who's mean to Marc Andre Fleury? How did you Marc Andre Fleury like shit? Who does that? Terrible. Gonna miss the playoffs. They're fake. They're fake. Jack Eichel's. You know, I like Jack Eichel, but still, fake as shit. Fuck the Knights. Fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Joel. We're brought to you by PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. The Bengals defied the odds this season by reaching the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati bettors fell one game short. Unless you were one of the smart bettors who sold on PropSwap, PropSwappers made huge profits last week when they sold their Bengals Super Bowl tickets, like Tim from Ohio, who sold his $100 40-to-1 Bengals ticket for $1,500 on PropSwap. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, 
a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Uh, all right, boys, that covers our Tuesday slate here. Uh, we have four games on Wednesday. You know, it's, uh, I guess there's a couple decent games in here. We'll go through them at the time of recording here. We do not have any odds uh with that being said we'll run through and see if there's anything we do like uh starting things off boys we got the dumbest game that has been played in the nhl this year and that's even dumber than the leafs detroit 10-7 fucking game last week we have the buffalo sabers against the toronto maple leafs at the 7 30 p.m slot this is an outdoor game and this is an outdoor game in the city of hamilton which is literally right in the middle of Toronto and Buffalo. It's like they split the fucking difference and they decided we're going to have the fucking game in Hamilton in Canada and Buffalo's the home team. This is stupid as shit. Last time Leafs played an outdoor game, I was actually there. They played Detroit. It was on New Year's Day, January 1st. I was hungover as shit. Austin Matthews scored the game winner in overtime. So you know what? This game is just as dumb as that. Give me the draw. I see this going to overtime. Give me Austin Matthews, any time scorer. And also, because I'm so over these shitty outdoor games that have been blown up and mean absolutely nothing, and I'm absolutely over them, give me the fucking over two or whatever it's sitting at. I had to look this up because it's a fucking Wednesday night. Town, this game isn't for another two weeks. Oh, shit. The outdoor game is on the 13th, <laughs> March 13th. Oh, fuck. Well, then what the fuck? Are they playing the same game? Okay, whatever. <laughs> everything I just said, I stand by it, and that's everything I'm going to be betting to on that March 13th game. So I love it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is going to be Toronto minus 300, minus 400. Hop on the puck line as soon as you see it. Buffalo's lost six in a row, all by at least two goals, outscored 28-12 to 12 by teams that aren't as good as the Leafs. Uh, they lost 4 nothing to Montreal, 5-3 to the Blues, 7-3 to Columbus, so 3-1 to Ottawa. Toronto's going to be one to tighten things up after their uh, their awful game in Detroit. They, they beat Washington 5-3, so they've had three straight wins all by two goals. So take the puck line as soon as the line opens. It'll probably be up to minus 200 by the time puck drop happens. So you get minus 1.5, probably at like minus 130 around there. It's, it's probably still worth it. What's the line on Jack Campbell looking like his dog just died after he lets him go? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm betting that because... Uh, Minus 300? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as for this game itself, you can only look the Leafs' way. Um, Sabres have... Uh, yeah, we know what the Sabres are. They're, they're shit. Um, maybe the over. Maybe the Leafs, they, they tend to play down their opponent. That could lead to some uh, early goals against them. Then they have to claw their way back into the game and they realize that hey wait we actually need some points to catch up to florida maybe tampa too uh so yeah i would lean to the over in this spot even though it's not in um an outdoor rink <laughs> yo i'm telling you right now when that game does happen i'm not even gonna say anything i'm just gonna 
edit out this whole clip right here and then when i go to edit for that thing i'm just gonna fucking throw her right in and that's what we're doing boys don't even worry um moving down to the 7 30 p.m slot again we got the st louis blues against new york rangers probably the best game of the day here uh game itself is in new york for this, I'm going to have to look into goaltending, man. Like, if Shosturkin's playing right now, you can't fade Shosturkin. Like, the guys, obviously, Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. Shosturkin is playing like the best goalie in the league right now. Two different things. I love the Rangers if he's playing. Gorgiev got his tits lit the other night, uh, so I doubt he'll be in. St. Louis, you know, I thought they were going to be a... I still think they're an okay team. Joel's kind of... He's planted the seed, though. He's got that little bug in my head that maybe the Blues are kind of fake and kind of shit here. So, uh, I don't know. Give me the Rangers at home. In the garden. Madison yeah, Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> With a Boston accent. You're right? I had to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would lean to the Rangers here as long as Shostorkin is a starting. Speaking of Shostorkin... Get in on his Vesna Trophy odds before it gets gets up any higher. I think he's still at minus 125. He was plus something a few weeks ago. So get in before he moves up any higher. And and if he's starting, you have to take the under. Rangers haven't been able to score recently. They got shut out by Pittsburgh. Had two goals against Vancouver. Shosturkin's the best goalie in the league this season. So, And Bennington has been playing surprisingly well. He shut out the Blackhawks, 30 saves. Allowed one goal to the Flyers. Uh on 26 shots the flyers actually did have some some chances that game so it wasn't just a, a normal shitty flyers game so yeah i like the rangers and i like the under yeah i don't i don't give a shit about this game uh <laughs> take the under if it's who so i guess <laughs> uh but i got one more point about the leafs here i took matthews 700 plus 700 to win the heart on saturday and uh, after that crazy game he's down to plus 400 at the book i bet him at so uh that's another reason to be in the slack because i dropped that in there and uh hopefully some people took it because that's you're already getting some value there um so yeah that's all i gotta say about the blues versus rangers absolutely love that bet julie austin matthews is gonna win the heart he's gonna win the uh, rocket and he's gonna win the selkie this year so uh, triple down on that gentlemen triple down on that uh ryan you brought it up though that uh shesterk and vesna uh bet that's free money man at minus 120 get in on that now it's absolute free money uh there's talks about this guy even being up for the heart this year so mm-hmm. that speaks volumes right there plus a thousand there get in beautiful i mean he's gonna lose to matthews but beautiful <laughs> Uh, all right, moving down to the 8.30 p.m. slot. We got the Los Angeles Kings against the Dallas Stars. Game itself is in Dallas and Texas. I don't know, boys. Everything's bigger in Texas. Give me the over. We're going to get some fucking goals here. That's cool. Um, I, I'm feeling like Dallas probably will be favored here. So so give me the Kings. They've been playing well. They, they kind of got their shit kicked in here by, by, <laughs> yeah. by Boston. 7 nothing, but... Uh, the shot total, they've got outshot 34-32, very close there. They've been able to bounce back from losses recently. So Dallas, I still really don't know what to make of them. They they uh, beat Buffalo last time out. But yeah, give, give me the Kings here as if they're dogs or even if they're slight favorites, I'd still lean to L.A. Yeah, I don't know what you're seeing in an over there, Talon. I guess he just wanted to say the <laughs> things are bigger in Texas. I saw LA lineup. give up seven goals today. That's what I'm saying for the over. Yeah, Johnny Quick had one bad game. That 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 was a rough <laughs> luck for him. But uh, pack a bigger chaw. Yeah, like Brian, I don't have a I don't have a dog really in this fight with the the side. Maybe I would, I would take the uh, the under though because uh, whether it's Peterson or Quick getting some redemption, um, both teams are are defensively sound, and they're. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, the Kings didn't score any goals today. So what, are they going to put on four or five against the Stars? I don't think so. So give me the under five and a half, which is what the line will be. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. slate. Last game on the docket. We got the Nashville Predators against the Seattle Kraken. Game itself is in shitty, rainy, cold Seattle. Uh, boys, Preds by a jillion here. Preds by a jillion million. Preds by a jillion billion million. Give me the Preds on the puck line. You know, this is going to be the chase game of Wednesday night. This is, it's a late game. You got 7.30, 7.30, 8.30. And this one's at 10. Seattle, I mean, they're... they're they're just not a good hockey team. I, I thought they would have a chance against the Sharks. They outshot them 40-24. I bet them live after their goal was canceled out, and they still lost 3-1. So you got to go with the Preds here, but I like even more of the under. You're going to have UC Soros. You're going to have the shitty Seattle offense. So take the under and take the Predators. Yeah, I was also in that crack in that game, but that fucking nerd, James Reimer, he stole that game. The Kraken <laughs> should have won that game. Man, but Reimer, man, I don't know when he turned into a good goalie, but apparently he has. Uh, as for this one, ah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess we're going to take the Predators, but... Uh, uh, by a jillion, this... billion, million? Yeah, by a jillion, billion, <laughs> trillion, dillion. Um, this is the night game, man. Come on. You want to have a good game to look forward to, not this shit. Uh, I don't want to see the cracking anymore. Fuck that. Uh... Yeah, I, I pass, pass, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that one coming from a fucking mile away. Uh, all right, Save boys. that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that covers up our Tuesday and our Wednesday slates here. Uh, a lot of good games on Tuesday, not so many on Wednesday. I think you're right, Joel. Why couldn't they just take like one decent game and threw it on the Wednesday night? But hey, what can you do? Uh, we'll move down to our mortal locks, dogs, and totals here. Uh, Joel, I kick us off, but where do we currently stand? Well, I crunched the numbers. I dialed up the digits. Nerd. I numerized new numbers and shit. And uh, we fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Talon, he's, he's getting better, though. I'll, I'll give credit to Talon. He, he's calming his way out of the hole he dug himself in. Uh, he's at minus 8.99. Uh, Ryan, uh, he's digging deeper. <laughs> minus 2394 and I'm falling. I'm falling down badly. Uh, I'm barely, barely staying above ground here, uh, trying to stay in the land of living. Plus 1.57 units. So hopefully I won't have to join you guys in the the skeleton <laughs> infested cellars where you guys exist still. Bro, if we all end up going like minus 50 uh, collectively, this is going to be a problem. Uh, I gotta say though, I, I love that 99 at the end of my number. Does that scare you, Joel, or what? <laughs> the great one, baby. Um, all right, we'll move into our locks, dogs, and totals here. Oh, fuck it, I'll kick us off here, boys. I don't mind. Uh, for my lock, kind of a sketchy pick here. This game's a pick 'em, right? It can go either way. We were talking about it earlier too on the show. Uh, I got the Minnesota Wild against the Calgary Flames. Uh, Minnesota on the money line, paying off minus 110 here. I like the Wild in this game, man. I brought it up earlier. You know, their home record, 16-4-1. I'm going to keep betting this team at home until they give me a reason not to. This might be the game that give me a reason not to because Calgary has been absolutely on fire lately. But fuck it, I'll take a flyer out of Minnesota. They've been good to me this year. Uh, for my dog, we talked about it earlier, Anaheim Moneyline versus Boston, paying off plus 170, Anaheim at home at the Quack Palace. I uh, love the Ducks here, Boston on a back-to-back, or second night of a back-to-back, they just trimmed up LA 7 nothing. 
I think the boys are going to be partying it up in L.A. They're going to be a bit hungover for this game. Last time these teams did play, too, it was about two, three weeks ago. Uh, January 24th, Anaheim won 5-3, to three, man. <laughs> Love me that play. Love me the Ducks. Let's go. Uh, for my total here, oh yeah, shout out to everybody in the Slack for that. I'm sure we'll be quacking. Uh, for my total here, we got Carolina and Detroit over 6, paying off minus 115. Uh, Carolina is, you know, probably the best team in the league right now. Maybe Colorado has something to say about that. Maybe Florida, maybe Tampa. Uh, but yeah, love Carolina. And, you know, Detroit's got offensive power, man. They're decent at home. Started off a lot better than they are now, but they're still a decent team at home. They can score goals. A lot of good young talent here. So, yeah, I'll take the over at 6, paying off minus 115 with the push and play. All right. I mean, you said it. If we go like minus 50 units, it's going to be a problem. And like it, it, it hurts right now. I'm almost minus 25 units. I'm almost halfway there. It, it, and it sucks. Even when I even when I have a good day and my, my podcast show picks go one and two or I went three, it just feels like shit because we owe you guys better. You know what? We're going to keep fucking grinding. It's a long season. We're going to get right, back boy. there. So here we go. My lock, I have the Golden Knights on the puck line at plus 110, getting good odds there against the Sharks. They completely have San Jose's number. They won 4-1 last week. They won all eight meetings last season, four of them by two or more goals. Sharks are not playing well right now. So give me the Golden Knights, minus one and a half, plus 110 is my lock. My dog, I love the Flames on the puck line at plus 220. Great price there against Minnesota. Just beat them 7-3 at home. Going into Minnesota, going to be the first home game there for the Wild after a long road trip. So I think the Flames go in there against Cam Talbot and, and, and get the job done by at least two goals. For my total, I'm going with the Senators Lightning under six at minus 115. Matt Murray's been averaging two goals against per game since since pretty much the All-Star break, since before that even, since middle of January. Under Vasilevsky, he's still one of the best goalies in the league. So I feel we're going to see under six there at minus 115. For myself, I'm going with the Oilers, minus 135 against the Flyers. Uh, Oilers have been... Uh, they've been playing a lot better under the new coach, even the goaltenders for once. Uh, my dog, Montreal, plus 195. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win this game, but plus 195 is way too high for them. Uh, that's like, what, an implied probability of 34% or some shit. I don't think it's that high or that low. Probably more like 40%, so I'll, I'll take a little bit of value there with the Canadians and hope they uh, continue their streak. My total, I'm going with the most obvious one on the board, over 6.5 in the Devils' Jackets game. Uh, paying off minus 105. Uh, bad goalies, bad defenses, and some uh, good goal scorers as well. So, uh, yeah, I could see some goals being scored there for sure. All right, boys, that covers up a locks, dogs, and totals. Uh Probably not as many consensus plays on this show. Um, I don't know. What do you guys say for consensus? Joel, I love your lock there at Edmonton minus 155. I think our best one is probably Joel's total there. Devil's Blue Jackets over six yeah. and a half. I also like the, we also like the Oilers. That's probably a good play there. Kane um, swings over six. I uh, like that one. Yeah, there's that. What about uh, the Wednesday? That's, your, it, that's literally your total. I know. That's why I say I like it. That's why I say I like it. I'll lean that way. Yeah, that works. What about the uh, what about the Wednesday uh, fucking Preds by a million, jillion, billion, gazillion, baby against Seattle? Lock that in. Lock that in. I love it. And you know what? I just realized during our show, I literally said Philly was going to win that Edmonton game. So maybe. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> 
<laughs> I don't fucking know. Not a, not a lot of consensus plays here, gentlemen, but I think our, I think our totals are okay. Actually, no, I took the under in the Ottawa Tampa game. <laughs> That's what I, I, no, I, I took the over. Heard. I took oh. the over. Sorry. This guy doesn't fucking know. I don't even know what I fucking took, man. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. That'll do, boys. That'll do here. Uh, Ryan, any reviews? Anybody love us or no? Um, It said we got a new rating. We got a new five-star rating, but there was no review that showed up. So That's uh, all right. I mean, I can't it's read that. I, I can't read. Lazy fucking listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Fuck that. I'm here for yeah. it. Give me the five-star review. It's probably my we, got, we got a new rating, no review. So, yeah, ne- make sure you guys leave those uh, reviews. We can read them out next show. Uh, search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast where you listen to your podcast. That's on Apple. A uh, quick link is sg.pn slash hockey. For Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. So we can have something to read ne- read next show. <laughs> I, we do love those reviews too but yeah if you're gonna leave a review or a rating rather if you're gonna leave a rating throw a fucking review in there man come on uh all right everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website that's the place to be especially with march madness kicking off right around the corner uh you know big golf tournament coming up this weekend with the arnold palmer invitational that'll be a blast lots of hockey uh lots of nba action going on Nope, USFL is kicking off in a couple weeks here. When's that? Sorry, April or some shit like that. So that'll be an absolute blast. Uh, yeah, man, go to that website, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Tons of sick information. Tons of sick other podcasts, man. You know, if you like us and, you know, maybe you want to expand your horizons, gamble on color Apple Sports, or I'm uh, I'm sure there's something else there to listen to and uh, point you in the right direction. And as well, of course, man. Shout out to all of our pals and friends in the fucking Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel, especially that hockey channel. Boys, because these guys are against me this week, all right? Or I guess maybe, I guess I'm against them if they're together. So I'm going to need some support. You know, get quacking with me in that Ducks game. I'll be working, but, you know, maybe I'll jump in on my breaker if I'm taking a shit and throw a quack in. So uh, just give me some support because God knows I need it. Uh, <laughs> my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you can probably find me in a ditch somewhere because it's fucking Mardi Gras, and I'm a devout follower of that holiday. <laughs> Who the fuck follows Mardi Gras in Canada? <laughs> if CCR right. loves Louisiana, why can't Canadians? <laughs> Peace.